Hello. Hello. Hold on. Hold on. Hi there. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. How are you doing? Okay, good. How are you? Good. Thanks for asking. Oh, no problem. Give me one second. I'm just going to turn up something here. Um, one small quick question. Uh, is it Minich or Minic? Minic. Minic. Okay. Just, uh, I didn't think to ask that before. And I was like, oh man, I forgot to, to ask. And I want to be. Thanks safe. for asking. No problem. Um, the next thing you have coming up is Intrusion, right? I do. I have a Netflix film called Intrusion coming out in October. Okay. Let me, um, I just wanted to lead with that. Um, right. so, um, let me do a quick intro and then we should be good. Okay. All right. Uh, welcome back to the rock and roll ghost podcast. This week we have Sarah Minnick star of the upcoming Netflix film intrusion. Uh, how are you doing today, Sarah? I'm great. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Uh, you're in LA. Yeah. Okay. How's it out? How is it out there? It's beautiful. Sunny yeah. day at the beach. Yeah um you are were you born there i was born uh in a place called lancaster in the antelope valley which is about mm, hour and 15 out of la north okay and so la was kind of like the big city it well, was yeah. it was it was right where i wanted to go as soon as i was old enough to go there gotcha um well tell me a little bit about uh how you got started and and your pathway to where you're at now, um, you were last seen in Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead. You were kind of had an, uh, an interesting part at the uh, end of the film, uh, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, kind of a cliffhanger. Yeah, so you might actually end up, for whatever reason, being in a sequel, perhaps, because I don't want to spoil the movie for anyone, but I mean, there's a reason to think that there's a, you may return somehow because, well, see the movie, it's a good movie. Um, are, do you have any hopes for that? I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you can't, all right. Um, cause I know they're doing a lot of universe building around it. Yes. So that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. uh, let's see here. Well, uh, tell me a little bit about what got you up to this point, um, in your career. I mean, sure. How, um, well, technically what got you into acting? Sorry. No, 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 don't worry. Uh, what technically got me into acting was in 2005, I auditioned for a Scream Queen movie called um, Spring Break Massacre. And I played a young, uh, pretty girl who's, well, I don't want to spoil the, the film, but I, I played a, a girl who, who is at a cabin with her girlfriends and some guy friends and the cabin starts to be, um, I don't know, stalked by this dark figure and and it ends yeah. up being uh, someone I know anyway typical scream queen queen uh, type film so I did that in 2005 and sort of fell in love with the process of acting and the process of filmmaking and then I took a hiatus for a few years in Los Angeles and made some really exciting life mistakes you know how that goes when you're young sure. and then uh, eventually went out to New Mexico 
and started finally back up acting around 2010. And I didn't really go straight into um, SAG type stuff, SAG after type stuff. I, I started doing sort of background and stand in work. And uh, then finally in 2011, I got my SAG card by working on the AMC show Breaking Bad. And I had a very small role. Some For some reason they cast it as SAG-AFTRA because I think because um, the role was very physical with uh, Aaron Paul. And so I, I got my SAG card that way. And then ever since then have been working um, consistently a few times a year and then last year more and then the year before that, you know what I'm saying? So, so it's really picked up in the past few years and um, I've been very fortunate. And then finally came out to LA to start working here. And uh, my the most recent thing that I did in LA was a feature directed by Charles Murray called Brothers Keeper. Um, they might change the name to The Devil You Know. And so um, I'm excited for that as well. Yeah, I saw you're in a, a lot of projects, but uh, I want to kind of double back to you were in Breaking Bad, you said, and you were on Better Call Saul. Mm -hmm. uh, and you played the uh, receptionist. I forget which which of the firms. The, the Sure, sure. At Hamlin, Hamlin and McGill, I played okay. uh, Brenda, which is the front desk operator chick. And for a while there, they were considering doing something with her storyline, but it ended up being that uh, Ray Seahorn's character and Ray Seahorn and I are, are a little bit too um, she, she's a very different actress than I am and much more uh, experienced than I am. However, our characters, some people were confused. <laughs> mm -hmm. I don't know why you would be confused as some folks were because we're both blonde and then uh, we, we have a, a very sort of typical um, look. And so for some reason, I think that reason they didn't end up taking the character further. And then there was some, some thought that they might actually connect the character of Brenda to what was happening in the episode called 38 Snub that I was in in season four of Breaking Bad. But again, it didn't end up going that route. So Okay. Well, it's still pretty cool. You're in both both worlds. I wasn't angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, I, you know, let's let's talk a little bit about um, I want to mostly focus on intrusion, but sure. I also noticed you have a bunch of stuff coming up uh as well that looks interesting uh so tell me a little bit what about what intrusion is and um just your getting cast in the role and 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 how filming went for you oh it was an excellent experience and it was it was right when the covid situation was was sort of um well, excuse me when film was sort of coming back from the from the covid situation so you know it wasn't too long ago um, that, that we filmed it. And I remember I have a picture of me on set with like a mask on, but then also a whole face cover and everything. Um, director was Adam Salky, and uh, I believe he also teaches at AFI. Um, so it was really excellent to get to work with him. And he since, I guess, talked to another director or two about me, which was really nice to hear. Um, so I'm going to be starting another project in October that I can't really talk about yet okay. uh, with somebody that he's worked with a lot. Anyway, the cast, um, Frida Pinto is is the lead in it. And then Logan Marshall Green um, is, is, all, is the second lead. And um, I was able to sort of come in as a strong supporting in that, which I was thrilled by. Uh, in terms of getting cast, 
Um, let's see, what can I tell you about that? I mean, it was a, a fairly traditional casting process, except for it was traditional according to the new COVID time. So instead of going in office, everything was done over Zoom. And so we did uh, the Zoom type situation. We did callback uh, over Zoom. Um, and and then I was cast and I you know I was really thrilled to work with him I got to work with uh, play across from Hayes Hargrove and he's an excellent actor has a background in um, improv and so he was really funny and, and entertaining to work with and uh, just overall excellent experience really a lot of fun yeah now was that intended as a um, a Netflix movie from the start or or okay so it was a Netflix production sometimes you know, Netflix or Amazon or wherever, pick up movies from other places. So I wasn't sure. Sure, sure. no, from what I understand, initially when I uh, got the, the breakdown for it, when my agent sent me the audition, it's, it was Netflix. And so I don't know if, uh, so the writer was Chris Sparling and, and I'm not sure if him and, and Adam, along with the producers all got together with Netflix or if the producers were part of Netflix and they approached or what the situation was there, but um, yes, it's Netflix, and I'm thrilled to work with Netflix. I love, I love working with Netflix, and this isn't the first time. I, I worked on a, a Netflix television show called Godless. Um, I worked on a Netflix show called The Ridiculous Six with Adam Sandler, and okay. Netflix in general has been really good to me, and um, it, it's a great company to work for as an actor, in, in my experience. Yeah. And then um, you asked a little bit what it's about. It's a thriller. Yeah. And basically it, it, the uh, Frida, the, the woman who plays the lead character, her and her husband moved to a small town and um, she's targeted for home invasion. And then these interesting things start happening that, that lead her to uh, be really curious about what's really going on. And so, yeah, I can't give much sure. more than that. Okay, can you tell who your character is? Uh... Yes, I can tell you that my character plays Frida's close friend um, okay. and her uh, office manager type person. Um, gotcha. And then you'll have to watch it to get okay. more information. Uh -oh. What, uh, how long was the filming? How long did you actually film? And in, 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 um, you said you were masked up a lot of times. You, know, you were just, you were coming back from uh, the early days days of COVID. So, what what was what was the film you know location like? Did you film in LA, and basically how long did it take? It was filmed in New Mexico. The, the part that I was oh. in was filmed in New Mexico, and um, I was on set for a couple weeks. And I think the New Mexico unit was here for maybe uh, four or five weeks, and then they did some stuff as well in Los Angeles. Um, but yeah, my part was filmed here in New Mexico. And in terms of locations, uh, again, I don't wanna get into too much detail for, for the fear of, of breaking any sort of confidentiality. But it, as I said, the couple moves to this new place and then they have a home invasion take place. And the home where the home invasion takes place, uh, we, we at one point we filmed sort of a, a I wanna say like a party get together kind of scene there. And it was, just a stunning home in the Northeast Heights of Albuquerque. And uh, it was really exciting to see some of the crazy architecture that, and not crazy, but the different and new and exciting architecture that people are doing. Yeah. Uh, how was working with uh, Frida and um, um, Logan? Very professional. Uh, Frida was 
really on on target you know she, she was in her zone she has an assistant she spends a lot of time with her assistant and because of the covid situation they tried to keep everybody fairly separate and so everybody sort of had their own little holding rooms because gotcha. they they did they couldn't have actors you know collecting and so and logan had a, a holding room completely in another area and and it wasn't because they didn't want us interacting for a, a personal or professional reason but simply because of covid and yeah. so the interaction that i got to have with frida and logan was primarily on set when we were about to roll and even then yeah. we, we've got masks on and coverings on and everything and just the second before you roll they're like okay let's remove ppe and da 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 da, da. So yeah, it took longer in that sense, but, um, and I wish I could have spoken more with them, but again, they had to really keep it on lock because of COVID. Yeah. What, what are the, I mean, that was it your first film during this time of dealing with COVID? Uh, it was the first film. I had just done a television show though called Them Covenant. Okay. And that was also during COVID, but it was produced them Covenant came out on, um, oh, I'm having a brain blank all of a sudden, Amazon, okay. Amazon Prime and, and Amazon's very strict as well. Netflix and Amazon, they're not playing around. And so mm. when it comes to the COVID uh, requirements, they are on them. And so I had just gotten off of Them Covenant and strict requirements there. And then we even, I mean, what would have been a normal like one week filming on Them, them Covenant, Covenant turned into two or three weeks because yeah. there was there was such incredible uh hardcore requirements in terms of what had to happen being with covid and right. you know how many actors could be on set and and what kind of if anybody even had a sniffle we were like we're done we're done for the day everybody's getting retested for that and so yeah uh yeah so it basically adds more time to the production or you have to be there earlier to go through testing both 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 okay. Both. I had to be there uh, approximately 15 to 30 minutes early, which isn't a big deal. I had to be there 15 to 30 minutes early each day to have the nose swab done for the COVID Ugh. testing every single day. And then not only that, but we couldn't start shooting each day until every single person, including um, background actors, including uh, crew, including cast, everyone, the the people serving food, everyone had to be tested and they wouldn't even let anyone step foot on set or come out of their different quarantine areas until they were tested. Right. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Makes sense. Um, you know, I, I saw in your uh, list, you've done uh, your credits, you've done a couple TV shows that were fairly recent. Uh, one was Deputy with mm -hmm. Stephen Dorff and the other was Briar Patch with Rosario Dawson. Yeah. Uh, how, 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 how was your experience on those? You oh, wow. I, I mean, on both, correct? Yeah. I, I have to really talk about Briar Patch and Andy Greenwald. So Andy Greenwald was the showrunner, uh, co-writer, well, most of the writing, but he also had some people helping him with writing and director for Briar Patch. And I owe him so much, uh, Andy Greenwald. I mean, he, I was only supposed to be on Briar Patch for one episode as a reporter. That was it. And then, Apparently he liked what I did. And so I ended up being a six or seven episode recurring character. And then they had me do the entire podcast. 
And so sure. I ended up building this great relationship with uh, Andy Greenwald and the Briar Patch team and NBC Universal. And it was just, it was such an honor to have a director be like, I like your work. And I, in fact, I like your work so much that I want to expand what you're doing in the show. And so I, I couldn't ask for more in terms of what happened on that show. And then with Deputy, um, Stephen Dorff was great. I mean, really great professional, uh, very strong actor, good to work with, doesn't, you know, isn't a, t a smack talker. He's just somebody who comes in, does his job, treats people with respect, uh, really wonderful to work with. The only thing I can say about Deputy was that was maybe one of the most uncomfortable costumes I've ever worn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I, I didn't get to see the show, and I know that they, they already canceled it, which probably is kind of a bummer, but it looked it looked interesting. Uh, I, I have a I have a real hard time with network shows, to be honest, that I, I don't tend to start getting into them until maybe they're a couple or a few seasons in because mm -hmm. I hate wasting the time because they're so fickle with it. And that, that's to some extent, not not to, you know, throw shade at Netflix on, on your time, but, you know, net, Netflix has also become rather um, uh, quick to cancel shows, too. And it, it, it unless something's really speaking to me, I, I don't tend to jump at it anymore. But Deputy seemed like a interesting show. Um, and, and you were on a great portion of, of the episodes that uh, aired, correct? It goes on four, four episodes four, for, okay. for deputy. And I got to play a deputy. And so, yeah. you know, I mean, it was great. I, I really enjoy playing uh, military police professionals. And um, in fact, today I had a callback for another police officer role. And I really hope it, it, it comes through and that I book it um, because I, I really enjoy working on that side of my personality, working with that side of my personality, the very professional uh, organized attention to detail, no bullshit side. Um, yeah. So I'd really love to work more roles on, on that side. It, what what uh, can you, I know I'm jumping back a bit, but what could you talk about your growing up? Um, I, I mean, what, I because I, I, I can't, I don't quite think you got uh, late, really late into it. What made you want to become an actor? Well, I was born literally, when I say born, I mean, literally the moment I was born, I had a camera on, camera on me. I, okay. I've had a camera on me from day one. Uh, my father is a photographer. My father was also a performing artist. Uh, he was in a band called Santa Fe in the 70s. Okay. And um, the, the sort of knack for, for, for performance has always been in my family before him. My grandmother was a prima ballerina in the 40s. And um, wow. we're just a family of performers. And then my cousins are in a band right now called Sunroom that's taking off in California. And so okay. like, I'm shocked they're getting all, apparently they just did a thing with Netflix where they're gonna start using their music on a couple of their shows. And so oh, cool. our family is just like, it's just, I guess it's in our blood. I, I don't know, yeah. you know, how else to say it. It's kind of like just, just a thing to, to carry on. And it's, do you have uh, siblings? I do. I have uh, two half brothers and a half sister. My father had two children in his first marriage. Um, and they're about 15 years older than me. And that's okay. my nephews. So my nephews are only like a few years younger than me. Yeah. And so uh, they're my brother's boys and they have the gotcha. band in California Sunroom. Gotcha. Okay. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Well, you know, let me, let me ask you about a few things. You've got uh, 
three or four things coming up that I saw were in post-production. Mm -hmm. uh, so let me ask you first about when you finished Saving the World. Um, you're, you're definitely in that, correct? With oh yeah, no, I'm in it. And I'm just like, when is it coming out? I haven't heard anything about it. I want to yeah. know because it's, it's um, oh, I'm sorry. I just, I just misheard you. I thought you were talking about Keyhole Garden. So when you finish Saving gonna the ask, World- I was gonna ask about that, yeah. I'm sorry, my brain just like completely replaced what you said. That's okay. Um, so when you finish Saving the World, I have an interesting story for you. Um, a great film, beautiful script. Jesse Eisenberg uh, did it and directed it. And can I just tell you, Jesse Eisenberg is one of the nicest people I have ever met in my life. Oh, that's good to Very, hear. very down to earth, incredibly kind, patient, loving to people, would come on set every day and greet everyone and remember people's names and details that they told him about his life. Do you know how, how rare it is for big superstars like that to be that yeah. humble and approachable? So anyway, I got cast with this great role on When You Finish Saving the World. I was so excited and, Je and Jesse and I got along really well and he wrote me a bigger part. Okay. Then three days before I was supposed to go on set, I tested positive for COVID. Oh no. I know. And uh, they couldn't push production because, you know, it's, a, it's an independent film. They don't have like unlimited billions of dollars to work with. Yeah. And um, so I lost it. Wow. And everybody was really sad. You know, Jesse sent me a personal email saying that he was really disappointed. I was so devastated. Um, I'm like, I'm still getting over that because it was such a great role. I got to work with Julianne Moore. Yeah. I mean, I've been watching Julianne Moore for years and I think she's fabulous. And I was so excited to work with this woman and she was kind and, and just giving as an artist, you know? And, um, and that was that. And I had COVID and I had to sit here and do the COVID. And you know what, please, please know when I say this, yeah. that I was very lucky. I was very yeah. lucky with having COVID because a lot of people lost a heck of a lot more than I did. I just lost a job. That's nothing compared to what a lot of folks have lost. And so please forgive me if I sound like I'm trivializing the experience. No, no, uh, I, I, I understand. I, um, but, but he was very disappointed. Being in it, right? Say it again. Did you end up being still being in the film, correct? He credited me, which oh. is weird because I, I, was, I was on IMDb a few weeks back, a month back, and I saw When You Finish Saving the World come up. And I was like, why did he still give me credit for that when they took me out of it? Here's what I think happened. They took a lot of uh, set decoration photos before yeah. I got COVID and, and everything. And so I'm thinking they left all the set deck up okay. because they sent me a picture. This is how sweet these people were. They sent me a picture of the desk they had made for me, for my character with the pictures and everything of me and my dogs and me and my husband and, uh, and they sent me this picture when I had COVID. And like, I just sat here and cried because they, they no. just wanted me to feel included. And so yeah. to be honest with you, I don't know if they kept those photos in the film or not, but um, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> they just used a different actress in your photos. Right, right. Um, okay, well, that, that's, that's a bummer that you didn't end up getting in there. But what about Keyhole Garden? Keyhole Garden, I'm really interested to see what happens with that because it, I mean, we filmed that back in what, 2016, 2017? Oh, wow. I know. And I'm like, what's the holdup? And I mean, it has some great actors in it. It's, it's not like it didn't have 
a, a high uh, level team. Zoe Saldana, um, let's see who else. Uh, Chris Coy is in it. Uh, Tom Waits, Garrett Headland. I mean, just a bunch of like heavy hitters were in that, and yeah. and it, it's a good story and everything. Um, and so I, I'm I'm like, what is happening here? Why hasn't this come out? And as of March it's still considered post-production. So I don't know if they're waiting for post-COVID or if there's something weird happening. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it's one of those uh, behind the scenes, different production, you know, production money people things and they just can't agree to sell it or something. Maybe that's- I don't know. But I mean, I, I liked my role in that real well. I mean, it was it was great. And, and I had a good time uh, working with the actors that, that were on it. Um, and I had some cool scenes. Uh, we got to work in a um, an old hot rod car. So, you know, I'm oh. not complaining. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Uh, well, the last one I want to ask you about is another interesting one uh, with a lot of really cool people. It's uh, right now, I think it's called Vengeance that oh. Beefcake did. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. what can you tell me about, about that? So I can't wait till that comes out. I mean, my mind was blown when I got on that set because they let me improvise with BJ Novak. Yeah. What? They like, literally, we have this scene in bed together and we're sitting, uh, I don't want to tell you all the details, but we're sitting and we're talking and um, they just let it keep rolling. They were just like, they were just, they were just like, keep going, you know, and we just yeah. done it. Oh, it was so great because, I mean, how often does somebody, you know, who's not one of the lead players get to improvise with a yeah. star like BJ Novak, a comedy yeah. star like BJ Novak? And I held my own, like I did okay and nobody That's was cool. angry and, you know, so it was a really epic experience. And um, I just, I really have a lot of thanks to um, the, the lady that, Oh gosh, I, I always forget her name. I think her name's Anne. And um, she she was just such a sweet pea. And she was the co-director, the person that was sort of helping out uh, BJ Novak with sort of analyzing the scenes and seeing what else he needed. But she's not credited as director or anything, but she was very present on set. And I just really have a lot of thanks to her. I wish I, wish I had contact with her so I could just send her a thank you card for being so encouraging to me and, and letting me yeah. really fly free on that set. Yeah. Now, is 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 Vengeance an anthology film? Is um, BJ's got would, something coming up that was described as an anthology film, but I thought I wasn't sure if it was this or something else. I would call this dramedy. Okay. I'll call this dramedy because right, there's okay. a lot of comedic relief in it, but then at the same time, it's being produced by Bloomhouse, and at the same time, it revolves around a murder, and so I, I would call it dramedy. But so it's it's a film. It's a it's a one story film, basically. I think so. I okay. think so. Yes. There might, he might have he might have some other project out, and uh, I, I some of the co stars that I saw were Boy, Boyd Holbrook, Ashton Kutcher, and Issa Rae. Uh, did you yeah. work with any of them? No, my scenes were all with BJ. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was and, just me and BJ in my scenes. Do you have any idea when that might be coming out? I couldn't tell you if you paid me, my friend, and I would yeah. like to know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you got, I mean, you've got a lot of stuff that's, you know, in the ether, you know, waiting to come out. But so far, Intrusion is the one that seems like is definitely on track for, you said, October, correct? Yeah. And the only reason I know that is because my publicist was able to figure it out. And so, yeah. 
I mean, believe me, I always have feelers out trying to figure out what's happening because I, I really love doing red carpets and, and going to the premieres. But, you know, with COVID, they're all sort of shut down right now anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I was really looking forward to doing the Army of the Dead premiere, but again, COVID. Yeah, yeah well, it, 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 unless it's something like that movie that uh, Dwayne Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot are doing, they don't really mm -hmm. tend to push out the release dates far in advance for Netflix. So sure. uh, I think, I mean, I, I think they held on the Army of the Dead pretty close to the before it released, so... Uh, well, yeah, and there was all kinds of drama with Army of the Dead where they had to do a recast um, and oh, they had yeah. to do reshoots and everything. Yeah, yeah, they did that pretty seamlessly because I, I didn't realize until after I'd seen it that I read that Tig Notaro basically did her scenes in a vacuum against no one, essentially. I know. She, <laughs> they are such an incredible actor. I really have to say Tig as I, I'm just blown away by that individual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty, it, that movie was actually a lot of fun, uh, I gotta say. So um, I, I, I know you didn't have a sizable role and you weren't on screen for very long, but what was working with Zack Snyder like? Oh, he's epic. He was very friendly. Somebody you'd like to sit down and have a beer with, somebody you want to sit down and, and chat around the fire with. Yeah. I mean, I really enjoyed him. He was very friendly, uh, talkative, um just just a cool a cool guy you know and, and I, I just working as well in such a small little environment as that private jet with with 90 something degree heat inside the jet the entire time talk about keeping a great attitude I mean I can't yeah. tell you how many directors that I've worked with that are just not the friendliest people is the nicest yeah. way that I can put it and very yeah, frustrated yeah. and and uh, like pressed like I gotta get this you know and he was not, he was just like, yeah, we're just here. This is great. You know, and it was just so much fun to like work with someone that's so chill. Yeah. I, I think that, I, I think that happens with people that are generally a little bit more ready uh, and confident in their abilities. Um, I was on a film set, excuse me, a few years ago with a friend of mine uh, down in Atlanta and he's done a number of big movies in the past and he was I, I was expecting him to kind of get you know cheesed off about something uh but honestly it was one of the most relaxed things I've ever seen which you know I wasn't expecting everybody was just and it was a small budget I mean comparatively it, you know it, it didn't have it was an action film with a smallish budget um and they didn't have a ton of time but they still managed to just have it really be a, a nice family moment. And I think it just depends on the person. And I think a lot of people that don't necessarily have the confidence uh, or the, I guess, um, team building that's, you know, others do uh, suffer from that when they're under pressure. Yeah. So yeah, you get here, definitely hear a lot of horror stories about people being mistreated because mm -hmm. the director doesn't have enough confidence in himself, I think. Uh, yeah, and, and sometimes too, I, there was a, a production that I won't discuss, but yeah. uh, I had a production that I worked on with a first time director year, a few years back. And it was one of the worst experiences I've ever had because yeah. the director was so under pressure and stressed out and I guess unsure of himself, I don't know, but it was, I mean, at one point I just had to walk off set and cry because I, he was just so, um, condescending 
Yeah. But are those are those smaller in in, in number than yes. greater? Okay, that's good. Yes, I mean, sure. Don't get me wrong. There's a decent number of directors out there that are just, you know, doing their own thing, and so they don't have a lot of time to get to know you or chat with you. But for the most part, the directors that are that that I get to work with are, I can I can tell you a, a handful of stories of just great human beings, yeah. you know, and and I can tell you just a couple stories of toads yeah well that's good do you think compared to when you started do you think hollywood is finally especially in the area of me, era of me too and and social media and basically being called out now um do you think hollywood's becoming a that's so what's just a safer place but a more friendly place or at least tolerable Place there's goods and bads there's always yeah. going to be goods and bads and and i think that it's just people are being more careful now i can mm. i can tell you that that doesn't yeah. mean that there's still not the a-holes and they're still not the angels nobody's going to stop that yeah. yeah exactly but they're they're more careful i'm seeing a lot of you know what i've seen an influx in i've seen an influx of safety training yeah you should see what they're putting crew through these days in terms of safety training and if you go back to the 90s, if you go back to the 2000s, the early 2000s, crews, I mean, don't get me wrong, I wasn't acting in, in 2001 or 2002, but right. uh, it was not the same, you know, there's there's so much more safety consciousness um, and, and, and uh, sexual harassment consciousness. But in terms of people being disrespected and walked all over, <laughs> you know, I think that comes with the territory. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately. Yeah. But again, I've, I've worked with directors that are just incredible human beings. I've been very fortunate. I've only met one or two not very great people. But yeah. you know what? The other ones that I've worked with, I've been very blessed. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Uh, is there anything I may have missed uh, that that's coming up uh, that you know of that we should talk about? Um, I don't well, there is one thing that's coming up um, and it's going to be on the, the film festival circuit. And yeah. uh, it's called Misanthrope. Oh. And it's an Andy Costellic film. And it's it's hush hush right now because I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to do something maybe pretty incredible in the, the film festival circuit. Okay. And I know that a lot of people aren't on the film festival circuit and looking at it, but sometimes those films can get a decent amount of attention and lead to other things. And so I would say here in the next six months or so, keep your eyes out at some of the major film festivals and you might just see someone you know there. Okay. All right. So look out for uh, Misanthrope at the festivals. I know Chicago, that's where I'm at, has uh, theirs in October. So maybe that'll be yep. there. Uh, and look out for Intrusion, uh, star starring or co-starring uh, Sarah Minnick um, on Netflix in October. Yes, please do, please do. And then if people want to know what, what I'm up to or if I have something else in the running, they can always uh, find me and what I'm up to on Instagram at Sarah.Minnick. Okay. Yeah, I'll be sure to include uh, social media when I okay. post the interview. All right. Well, thank you. I, I really thank appreciate you. your time and your questions. No, I, I appreciate you too. And, and I wanted to say, and uh, well, let me just wrap up and I'll, I'll say it to you. But, sure. um, again, this was Sarah Minnick uh, with us on the Rock and Roll Ghost podcast. Excuse me. Uh, Sarah, thank you for your time. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. 
<laughs> Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Okay, thank you. And then um, I'll have my editor cut. I wanted to apologize for the other day. Oh, are you okay, by the way? Yeah, no, I just, I'm getting old. <laughs> okay, I can relate. Uh, well, I'm, you, no worries, no worries. I, I just, I couldn't wait much longer because I had an audition. I had to do No, 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 I, I tried, I, I got to uh, Nilda as soon as I could and I taken some pain pills. So I got the email later that you would join the thing. If I had been awake, I would have uh, come on to let you know, but I was pretty much in the zone, so. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, my friend. No, well, okay. I I'm, hope I'm you're good. feeling better now. Yeah, well, thank you very much again. Cheers, cheers. You have a wonderful evening. You too, bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>